Hello, and thank you for joining us today. As always, it is such a pleasure and a blessing to be with you. Christmas is such an amazing time of the year. Throughout the world, people have a different perception and a different belief of what Christmas is. And even if we know the true meaning of Christmas and what Christmas is truly about, one thing that the world does is it tries to take and steal from the wonder that is Christmas, the, the gift and the love that is Christmas. The real story of Christmas is the story of God becoming a human being in the person of Jesus Christ. Anything other than that, anything else that we are celebrating is not what Christmas is truly about. Christmas is about love. Now, some might ask, why would God do such a thing? Why would God leave heaven and come to earth? You see, 2,000 years ago, that's, that's what happened. In the most innocent form that a human being could come to the earth, Jesus came as a baby. God came as a baby, and he was born to a virgin. And he was raised, not as a a mighty king, but he was raised with humble beginnings, with hardworking parents, with what we would call normal people. He wasn't elevated to a place of kingship or authority where people worshipped him. He was born in a manger. He was born in a place that would be the most unknowing place that someone would look for the Savior of the world to be born. You see, the promise of Jesus Christ coming to earth doesn't start with a couple of prophecies in the middle of the Bible. The promise of Christ coming to the earth goes all the way back to the book of Genesis. It starts in chapter 3. God has created everything. He has created the heavens and the earth. God has created all vegetation and he's created animals. And now he has created man. And everything is perfect. And God looks at it and the Bible tells us that God says it is good. And then we see the fall of man. We see where the devil tempted Adam and Eve and they sinned. And because of this sin, we have all fallen short of God's glory. It brought sin and it ushered sin into the world. And we see this prophecy of Jesus right here in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. It says, this is is God talking specifically to the devil. And he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. And then here it is. He says, he will crush your head and you shall bruise his heel. You see, right here, God is making the declaration that Jesus would defeat sin and death, that he would defeat the devil, and that the devil would bruise his heel, talking about the crucifixion, the things that Jesus had to go through, that he had to suffer. As great and as terrible as that suffering is, through that, Christ was able to crush the head of the devil. Every verse 
that we see. Every book of the Bible has some sort of prophecy of the Messiah, of, of Christ, of Jesus to come. And you see, Christmas is not only about God's love, it's also about miracles. It is about mankind crying out to God or mankind's need and God being first to show that love. God being first to give that gift. And Christmas is as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. You see, the miracle, when we look at the genealogy of Jesus, Abraham, who was the father of all nations, his wife was barren until she was a hundred years old. And the Lord was there, and the Lord said, this time next year your wife will have a baby. And Sarah overheard this, and Sarah laughed. She laughed to herself because how would a 100-year-old woman have a baby? And she had a son named Isaac. And actually, Isaac's name in Hebrew means, will laugh. And you see, by that, by Isaac, Isaac had a son named Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. And one of those sons was named was Judah. And you see, from Judah, his descendant was King David. And one of King David's descendants was Jesus. You see, these miracles. And this is only one example that I share with you today. But the gift of God, the gift of miracles, the gift of God moving in our lives starts with our salvation. But it doesn't end there. As we know and as we accept Christ and as we believe in Jesus and we believe in the birth, the death, and the resurrection of our Savior, as we accept that gift... The Bible tells us that Jesus will send us the Helper. He will send us the Holy Spirit. And that the Holy Spirit will work mightily in our lives. You see, earlier this week, my wife said something that was, was amazing. It's something that we should, I should think about often. But she said, that she said, guess what? I have great news. And while some people may think, oh, What was to come next? Maybe somebody got a job promotion or something worldly happened. The good news that she was talking about wasn't just good news. And that's what the gospel means is the good news. But it's the best news. It's the news that God came to save all of those who would believe in him. And that's the story of Christmas. The story of God leaving heaven, coming to earth, experiencing everything every one of us could experience in life, and never once sinning. Once we accept and understand our depravity, and to understand that we can't walk one day without falling short of that glory, one second. We can't love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, and soul the way Jesus loved His Father. We can't even do that for one minute. And with that, we fall short. But the message of Christmas, 
the message of the gospel is what God has done for us, the gift that God has done for you. And so when he was thinking about coming and leaving heaven, he was thinking about you. And so today, I want you to remember one thing. And I hope you carry this forward. That our God is a God that moves. He's not an absentee God. He's a God that, that does things, that steps forward, that cares about His children. In fact, the Bible tells us that if we believe, not only are we heirs with Christ in the kingdom, but we are also princes and princesses of a king whose kingdom will never end. And once we accept and we believe that we are truly, truly the children of God, and when we cry out, Abba, Father, God can move in our lives. And I know many of us struggle with all kinds of challenges in this world today. We are faced with all kinds of difficulties from, from health to economic, government, governmental problems around the world, persecution against Christians and, and non-Christians. And we all look for something. And as followers of Christ, it is our job to pray. It is our God. It is our job to seek God and to have Him and expect Him to move in our lives. He is still the God of miracles. He is still here for us. I want to take a minute and I want you to follow me in prayer. I want to I want I want us to pray that we have a faith that will move mountains. You know, the Bible says that, Jesus says, anyone who calls upon that mountain says for it to be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes in his mind that it would be done, it shall be done for him. All things, not to build our kingdom, to build God's kingdom. If our heart is true and our heart is right, and we are truly seeking to build God's kingdom, we can move mountains, just like Jesus said. So today, I want to pray for that faith. I want, to, I want to pray that we all have that faith to move mountains. So if you would, please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Lord Jesus, thank you for doing something you didn't have to do, but doing something that was in your character, and that is to show love, to come to this earth, to live a sinless life, to die, and to raise from the dead, defeating sin and death, so that we can spend eternity in heaven with you. Lord, we, we thank you so much for that. We thank you for what Christmas represents. It represents the, the, you coming and the promise of you coming. To set your people free. And Lord Jesus, I just pray. I pray that for every person that is listening today, every person that would agree with me in prayer, I pray, Lord, that, that you would just increase our faith. That we would have the faith to move mountains, no matter what is in front of us. No matter what challenges that we face. That you will move in our lives. And that if all else is not there, that you have already paid the ultimate sacrifice, that everything is going to be okay, no matter what, for those who believe.
Please, Lord, keep our mind focused on you during this holiday time, during this time that we reflect back on your birth. Lord, I pray that all believers would remember in every moment of their day, they would remember what Christmas truly means. Lord, I pray that that would would go out to other people, people that don't know you, that they could understand the true meaning and the depth of what you have. And we thank you so much. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're joining us today and you have never asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins, if you have never prayed and and confessed your faith and your belief in Jesus Christ. I want to give you that opportunity today. Today I talked a lot about God's children and what it is to be a son or a daughter of a king whose kingdom will never end. You see, there are not many ways to God. The world would have us believe that if we we act right or if we follow this God or that God that, that we could get to heaven or that on our own merit by doing a bunch of good things we could get to heaven. But Jesus told us that He is the only way to the Father. He is the only way. So it doesn't matter what effort you put forth. It is still, it is still rags. It is still, it is still dirt. Because that is never going to get you to salvation. You see, once we are saved, once we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and we ask for forgiveness, the Holy Spirit comes into us. And then we can do great and moral things. But as far as our salvation goes, we can never achieve that on our own. And so many people chase after that. They look for that. They try to to accomplish their salvation on their own. You see, in each one of us, we seek the truth. And the truth is the truth, whether you believe it or not. You see, the Bible tells us that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It tells us that if we believe we are without sin, then we are a liar and the truth is not in us. And you see, that's why it took God coming to this earth, because the law of sin is death. But by Jesus coming to this earth, living a sinless life, dying and raising from the dead, anybody who puts their faith and trust in Him and repents of their sins is forgiven of their sins. They are made right with God. And God has canceled that debt against us because it was laid upon Jesus and He paid that for us. You say, so what do you have to do? All you have to do is believe that Jesus is who He says He was, that He was the Son of God, that He lived a sinless life, that He died and rose from the dead as payment for your sins. If you do that and you repent for your sins, then the Bible says that you are saved. You say, saved from what? What does that mean? You're saved from separation of God. You are saved from hell. By following Jesus, by becoming a follower of Jesus, You are ushered in to the kingdom of God upon leaving this earth. You see, we don't just die, we just change locations. And the location that you choose is really your choice. When God calls it upon our heart 
to repent. When the Holy Spirit reaches out to us and pulls on us to repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, when we do that, we are saved. So as I've been talking today, if you have felt that something inside of you that's turning, maybe that wants to believe but isn't really sure, or maybe what your friends or family or whatever might think about, I want you to cast all of that and put all of that to the side and think only, only of yourself and to think only of your eternal destination. Today is that day. You are not guaranteed another moment. In this world, we don't know what could happen from moment to moment. But we can stand sure on one fact, and that is what God has already done for us. Now, there is no special or specific prayer that someone prays that leads them to salvation. It's really just a crying out of the heart to God that you believe in Jesus, that you believe who He said He was, and that you repent of your sins. And with that, you just confess with your mouth. So I'll lead you in a prayer today. And then I'll give you some instructions of what you should do next. So if that's you today, Please repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I am desperately in need of a Savior. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are the Son of God. That you came to this earth And that you died and rose from the dead as payment for my sins. I commit my life to following you all the days of my life. And thank you for allowing me to spend eternity in heaven with you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, please message us. Email us so that we can rejoice with you. Get a Bible, if you don't already have a Bible, and read and study the Word every day. Before you read and study, pray. Pray that the Holy Spirit would minister to you, would help you understand the Word better, and get plugged into a local Bible-believing church. That's the next steps, and that's what you should do. The Bible tells us that for every sinner that repents, there is rejoicing in heaven. So today, if you gave your life to the Lord, if you had committed to follow Him all the days of your life, there are angels in heaven rejoicing over you. And remember, when Christ came to this earth, He came for you. So from my family to yours, Merry Christmas. <laughs>